Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we talk with alumnus David Rogers about his Loris experience and about giving the keynote address to the graduating class of 2020. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome David Rogers to the podcast. David, welcome to the Duhawk Digest. Thank you. It's awesome to be talking to you. Well, I really appreciate you taking time and coming in and, and chatting with us. Kind of talk okay. about your yeah about your Loris experience. So let's start at the beginning. What uh, what brought you to Loris College? Uh, um, Bob Schultz, the cross country coach now, was actually his final year of uh, track co- as being the head track coach, and he recruited me at the Hoffman Estates track meet. I went to high school in Schaumburg. So okay. it was, uh, he was the first school to reach out to me my junior year. And then I think I did a visit within maybe two weeks of that visit. I mean, of him visiting me. And I met some guys that are my friends to this day and stayed with them, learned a team. And that team environment just really brought me in a Loris. Okay. So, so was, was it like uh, kind of visiting the campus really sold it to you? Or was it just kind of a gradual process that really kind of really clicked with you? Uh, well, a little bit of both. The, the process itself was really awesome because I was kind of standoffish with Bob for the longest part of it because I had never heard of Loris and I was like, I don't want to go there. I don't know if I even want to run in college, you know? And he, regardless of how little I spoke or any time I blew him off for a call, he kept coming back and he's like, hey, I saw this this week. You did really good. Blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, I thought it was really cool for a coach to go out of their way to do that for a kid that clearly was acting like they didn't want to go there. Um, and then when I met the team, the guys were just so nice and they all lived on the same floor and it was kind of stunk a little bit because I came when they still had class. So like I was with one guy for like an hour with another, you know, for like on repeat for a little bit, but I, of the 12 guys I hung out with, I want 11, I watched graduate and really good friends with. Nice. So, yeah. so track was a, a major component for you, uh, just not even, not only coming to Loris, but throughout your career here. Yeah, that, that was my, uh, the thing that kept me sane and, and drove me crazy all at the same time. It was, it's, it's my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of looking back at your time here, obviously, in addition to track, but you, you were involved in quite a few different things on campus, kind of kept yourself yeah. busy. What, uh, what was it that you were studying and, and, and what, what did those four years really involve for you? So, so I was studying public relations and media studies, and I had the best professor of all time, Dr. Harris. Uh, she, she drilled a lot into you. She was really tough, but somehow, some way, when I think back to college, I think I don't think about like the scary moments I had in her class. I still think back to like my first speech with her and just how I was just nervous as could be. And she she stopped me mid speech and she was like, "No, start over, calm down." And after that, like that, I take that into many of the things I do nowadays. You know, when I get too stressed or something like that. So PR after taking one of her classes, I knew I wanted to do public relations. Um. I was in a plethora of clubs and activities. Do Buddies would be top of my list. Uh, and along with Do Buddies came AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I it was really Do Buddies was a was the first like the first club I joined. I actually joined because my PA for MOI, uh, she was the head of the club and she asked everyone to come through one night because she felt like a lot of the freshman class wasn't really coming to the events. And I went and I hung out with a do buddy named Jesse. And it it was just the coolest thing in the world. Me and Jesse talked about rap and we just and we were playing games and we were talking about girls. It was like it was just this amazing experience. And after that, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And I got on the executive board after that and stayed on through my through I grad till I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And well, and then you were also the uh but the academic scholarship winner for the Duhok Classic 1972 scholarship. So, yeah. so, so you were actually accomplished <laughs> not just being involved, but you're also you know, a really good you know, academic student as well. They, uh, it didn't start out that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my first year was, was a bit tough. I wasn't used to actually trying at school. So or studying or reading the material, you know, and I, Eventually, I met a professor that set me straight. Sister uh, Bernadette actually was a part of that too. Set me straight, teaching me a little time management. And uh, Matt Jones and Bob Schultz, of course. And eventually, by, by sophomore year, it all, it all was a lot better. So I, I ended up getting that scholarship. That was really cool. Well, that's cool. And I think it says a lot about the faculty that they're willing to support you. You know, they were just kind of blowing oh. you off. Like, well, this kid's, not, this, oh. this kid's not going anywhere, but actually taking the time to invest in you. 100 percent because in my mind i thought i kind of thought i was just going to be ridden off because at the time who was i just some freshman from chicago which as you know at loris that's 80 percent of the population so that <laughs> did didn't really matter at the time but i had a lot of great people in my corner and they they were i was blessed with some of the best faculty that you could have gotten at the time uh and it, it always shocks me looking back at it because like I, I'm just some kid from Chicago, which is 80% of the school. So that's not saying a lot. And then for them to go out of their way to help me. And then eventually for me to even meet the president and the president of the school helped me as well. You know, it, it says a lot about that, the family characteristic that Loris has and that a lot of other schools don't bring in too often. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that relationship with the, the president actually is carried over because we, we mentioned at the top. So you were asked to, provide the keynote address to the for the commencement ceremony for the class of 2020 this fall so what was that what was that whole experience like for you uh at first more nightmare than dream uh (laughs) (laughs) i i I, i've told president collins for since sophomore year when i met him that i I wanted to see myself coming back to loris in a few years and doing something cool and never did i think that it'd be you know just essentially three years after I graduate, going back and giving a speech to kids who were, you know, the, the first victims of coronavirus, essentially, you know, um, and as scary as it was, luckily enough, I, most of the kids, well, I should stop calling them kids, <laughs> a lot of, the, a lot of those people there, I knew from my senior year, they were all freshmen when I was senior, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were on the track team, and I still support and talk to to this day, so eventually I spoke to them like, hey, do you guys, what do you guys think about, you know, me saying this or me doing that, or maybe me even giving your speech, you know, kind of beating around the bush with them. Mm-hmm. And they, they were all like, that'd be amazing. Like somebody we actually know, they're like, we don't have to listen to like a skeleton tell us about how we should be thankful. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't, I can't do that. I, I won't do that. So 
it ended up uh, being one of it's a highlight of my life for sure in the sh- in the short quarter of a century I've had so far. Well, and it really says a lot that that the students really wanted you there. I mean that that your continued connection with them uh, from you know kind of in a mentorship role at least through the the track program and and right. uh, that really they have that connection with you that it meant more to them that you were there speaking to them. For me, like I, I personally couldn't relate to the idea of uh, the, the skeleton speaking to you because I was blessed with a guy who came in, he met 20 or so of us seniors and he actually roped our names into our graduation speeches. So in my head, I had to top something like that while they're going through COVID and technically graduated months ago. It right. Was, so it was it was a thrill writing the speech and most of it actually this is not a lie you can ask any of my friends if you ever get a chance to talk to any of them I had a dream and then at three o'clock in the morning I woke up and wrote half of that speech Hmm. out of my sleep (laughs) because I was like oh this is really good in my dream I should uh get up and write some of this down (laughs) yeah so that half of that speech was dream and the other half was a lot of friends reaching in and trying to help guide me into what they think they'd want to hear if they were in that situation. And some of them actually were in that situation. So mm-hmm. it was really nice. You know? Yeah. And it was a tremendous speech. It really was. It was, uh, we'll actually, it, it is available online. We'll actually make sure we link to that with this podcast. But so if anybody hasn't heard it, but you, you, you talked about COVID and having to go through a pandemic, but yeah, you know, that's not the only thing that happened this year. Obviously there's a lot of social unrest and a lot of, a lot of concerns that uh, really impacted the nation. And, and you, you spoke to that as well, which really, um, really meant a lot. Yeah. Uh, just trying not to step on anybody's toes with what I said. I wanted everyone to know that everything I said was just as, just as a human being, you know, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, to, to scare anybody off of my words or anything like that. And to see the reception I got after I did it was amazing. Uh, a family, there's a, 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 a lady who transferred into Lores last year. I met her at a random cookout that I was going to help out one of my, uh, one of my, um, one of my friends at, I'll just put, call him one of my friends, but I was going to help them at a cookout and I met her and then her and her family were actually at graduation. And they said the, the fact that I was able to touch on so many different groups of people like they were like, we were sitting next to four different families and all four of us took your message in the same way, you know, and none of us are anything alike. We're a family from Southside Chicago. They're a family from Davenport, Iowa. These guys are from the boonies. And they were like, just, just the way you worded everything, we, we, they were like, we really appreciated that. And I cried a little bit, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm tough enough to admit that. It was just, it was so cool because I mean, I met this, I met her for, maybe an hour and a half a year before that and she remembered me I remember her and we're just going and chit-chatting and her mom's crying about everything that happened it was just it was like this cute Disney moment well and it's a it was a it was a really cool experience I mean it was definitely unique not only are you giving this great speech but you're standing uh in a socially distanced uh rock hole (laughs) all the students are, are are safely apart from each other all the families are spread out so it was it was a definitely a unique and it's in the fall so obviously you said yeah. they, they graduated months prior, but yeah, you know, the determination the to, to still get them to come back and, and provide them with a safe commencement mm-hmm. really meant a lot to a lot of students. And your speech on top of it, I think was like the icing on the cake. It was, it was just a nice way to, to wrap it all up. Yeah. It, 
like it, th- I think that's the coolest part. The fact that all these people have graduated and I think they, what it, so what is it? I want to say 90% of the, 90% of the graduates actually came back. Correct. Yeah. That, that says so much about what the school was doing. And you can tell when you're, like you said, when you're there, seeing how, how technical they got down six feet, every chair, you know, spaced out. And that that's hard to do. And I, um, what is her name? Uh, man, I met the person who President Collins and everyone else gave major credit to for handling and all this. Uh-huh. I can't remember her name right now. I want to say it's Nancy. Mm. It was the only time I've ever met her, but okay. all I know, she put in all the work. Maybe Colleen Fitzpatrick? Colleen, Colleen, yeah. there we go. Why did I say Nancy? <laughs> Colleen put in all the work and she, like, I, I could not praise her enough as just being there for like an hour before graduation and during graduation, just hearing President Collins say everything she did to make this happen, like bow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Colleen Fitzpatrick yeah. put in a lot of hours to really above and beyond to really pull off a, a, a fantastic ceremony. So yeah, yeah. Glad, you, glad you recognized her because yeah, definitely want to recognize that as much as possible because she, she is uh, a difference maker. Oh yeah. And if anyone can take just half of what she did this year and to next year, if the pandemic's still going, then we know that we can host another graduation that's perfectly safe and no one has anything to worry about. Absolutely. So, so now you're back. You're in Chicago. You're, you've uh, obviously graduated a few years ago. You're in Chicago. What are you? What are you up to these days? So I actually didn't do too much with that public relations degree yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> early. It's- I, yeah, I was looking really hard when I got out and. I had a job lined up. I thought it was great. Went in, went into it. Wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, so I left after mm-hmm. about two weeks. Um, found another job at CH Robinson, which is a shipping logistics company. Um, been there for the three years, and right, right now, it's it's exactly what I was looking for in a job. Nice. It stinks because it's not in my field. But it's what I was looking for, you know. Yeah. Um. I I have my customers. I have a great team, um. And I have a company that does their best to support us as much as possible. We've been home since March, okay. working from home. So it's they're looking out for our well-being. Office is open if you really feel the need to be there. But they've given you everything you could possibly ask for in order to work from home and to you know make sure you and your loved ones are okay. Um, I. And for those who don't know, I guess logistics is just basically getting something from point A to point B. And we're the middleman between all of it, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's a weird job at times, but it's also a pretty fun one at times. A lot of attention to detail and a lot of, uh, probably a lot of patience on your part too, right? So, so much patience. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know how, how when you buy something online right now, and like like on like on Amazon, you get two day shipping. You want that thing there in two days. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I have, I mean, the bulk of my customers understand how shipping works. But I'll have people like that where they'll reach out and they'll be like, "Hey, uh, you, you, we today is the sixteenth, right? Today's the sixteenth. We want this shipment to go nine hundred miles by uh, tomorrow." And then you just kind of have to look at them, kind of crazy, ask them, uh. Hey, you know, you know how far 900 miles is, you know, 40, you know, how fast 44,000 pounds can move at a time, you know, like it's, we, we got to do some, 
some thinking about this, right. you know? So that's the, that's the patience part of the job. Other than that, I work with people who have been in the field for years and I'm lucky enough to, to have learned from them and be mentored into the roles that I'm in today. Okay. Well, and you're also involved with, with track and field. So you obviously ran track here, but, but hasn't yeah. stopped with you. You're still going forward with track. Ooh, yeah. Uh, track and track and field coach at Proviso West high school. That is probably the highlight of my life right now. Yeah. Uh, I was blessed enough to bring, so I was a pole vaulter in college, which is tracks already like, you know, a great sport. But when you bring in pole vaulting for me, I think it just knocks it, knocks it to an entire new level. So, you know, I, I can say I jump feet, I jump in the air with a stick. You know? uh-huh. So I brought it back to Proviso. I went to Proviso for six weeks <laughs> and then I moved to Schaumburg. Okay. But Proviso, Proviso West would have been my high school that I would have gone to had I not moved. So it was really cool to go back to a place that was home for a short term. And I'm teaching kids something that they never had the opportunity to do at that school before. One, because of the coach. Two, because of equipment. Uh, worked with the AD. We got the equipment. I'm there originally just as a sprints coach, but now I do sprints and jumps. And it's been super cool watching my kids grow uh, and just move to the next level and pole vaults a a harder concept to get down so you'll see some guys if they start their freshman year say their freshman year they jump nine feet senior year they jump 13 feet I came in in the middle of a season uh got a kid to jump 12 feet and then when within this next year he was going to be ranked top in state before well last year before COVID happened right but in in one and a half years he did what most kids don't do in four or five hmm. yeah so yeah. to see that I, I didn't need work could be miserable life could be miserable but to see that kid who at the end of the day when we first started was really just he was a Rudy type of kid right like you know you you've you seen the movie Rudy yeah right like he he's like well I can I can do it I can do it but basically with him he just wasn't getting enough direct attention because he wasn't the top athlete at the time, but that's because his event, you know, he didn't know his event yet. So mm-hmm. I came in, worked with him, and it's like the transformation this kid went to, went through. He went from five, six, 115 to like, he's like six foot. He's like 150 pounds of like pure muscle now. And it's, <laughs> it's just so cool to watch him grow up and to see what he's doing and that he's still competing and he's going to go to college and compete. And he wasn't originally even going to go. Nice. You know, so it's been, that's been my, my, my highlight of my life. And the best part is I originally was only going to volunteer and I ended up getting hired because of that kid and other stuff that they saw. So it really helped out. Nice. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun just like, you know, obviously we're in a podcast. I can see you chatting and just kind of see like (laughs) that, that excitement in your face as you're talking about it. It just kind of, it's a really a great, great experience to just chat with you while you're talking about that. Yeah. But when we talk about, uh, I mean, you chat a little bit about, obviously came back to Loris and, and when you, you had a conversation with President Collins, while still a student, that you wanted to come back and you were able to, to do that and come back with an impact through, uh, through your commencement speech. But what is it about Loris to you that you feel so strongly about that, that gets you so connected to this college? It's, it's, that, it's that family aspect of it. Um, I've been saying it since I was a freshman. I, so I'm a, just quick background. I've moved every year up until high school. I was at a different location. So I'm a kid who 
have just been used to moving and just going with the punches for a year and then moving on. When I got to Lores, I felt like even if I had left Lores, there I couldn't leave Lores. You know, uh, my my coaches, my friends, my teachers, they all they all just kind of made Lores my home. So, like, I hate to be corny about it, but it's a lot of times I just have to go back. I just have to see what's going on, what's new, talk to people that are still there, and sit and talk to President Collins for hours on end about a plethora of topics. It's just that that family atmosphere and it feels so cool. And for me personally, it's kind of cool because President Collins has, is, is pretty much a father figure to me with, with only knowing him a few years. And for him to go out his way and do a lot of stuff he's done for me, I think that mixed with, the fa- mixed with my friends, mixed with my coaches, the faculty, it's just hard to, to not come back. Yeah, and, and well, and if you had a, if one of your, your, your students that you're working with reaches out and said, hey, what is what, Laura's College? You see that on your shirt. And they're like, what is that all about? What would you, what is, what is the, the one thing you would tell them about Loris that uh, you, if, if you had that, that one, that one thing to, to, to do to kind of sell them about Loris, what, what, I'm putting you on the spot, obviously, if I ask you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I would tell them it's where the bulk load of my favorite memories are right now. And a lot of my, a lot of my kids know, I tell them my story right away, everything I've been through in life. And when, for them to hear that that's where all the good stuff I say comes from, I think they'll have a, they'll, they'll be tempted to go that way because I don't, I share a lot more bad than good with them, <laughs> you know? So they, they understand that if I'm saying that someplace is amazing and, and life altering, they, they want to check it out. My little sister's even looking, she's looking at Loris now. She's okay. only a junior, but I'm, I'm pushing as hard as I can. <laughs> well, we'd obviously love to have her because we yeah. can't have enough Rogers here at the, on campus. <laughs> of course, it make another excuse for you to come back, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's my, I'll go to homecoming and check up on my sister, not to have fun or anything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like I said, we're going to, we're going to share out your, uh, your commencement speech in, in terms of the notes, because we, we would definitely want to share that out. Cause it was, it was a great, I think that was definitely a highlight for, for Laura's college this year. It was a, yeah, to be able to have that ceremony and to have you deliver that speech on top of that at the event was really a significant moment for us. Uh, yeah, and I didn't realize up until I talked to President Collins is that I was the youngest person to do it. And uh, I think it says it says a lot about the school and what they're trying to show. And the fact that uh, when everything's going on, sometimes old ideals are great. They're always there. But sometimes we want to look at what people a little closer to, to my age group are thinking because that's who's coming to the college. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it sends a message of, one, one, you know, just we hear what you all want to hear, what you all want to say. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they want to understand. They want us to understand. We're not just going to preach stuff from 1863 at you. We're gonna, we're gonna allow some of that 2020 knowledge to flow in there and try and look at things from our point of view, which I thought was super cool. You know, especially for a college as old as Lawrence. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, thank you so much for for coming and chatting with and really sharing your experiences because it's, you know. Like I said, unfortunately, that everybody else listening can't see you because I mean, I just I love see, seeing that enthusiasm for Loris and just things in general coming through you is really is really invigorating. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you about this. Yeah, I definitely I appreciate talking to you. Like I said, it's awesome to put a to put a face to the name, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Been been chatting with this guy for a few months now. 
and he, he's just super cool. And I wanted to, it's, it's nice to see you and, and talk to you. And as you can see, I can keep chatting forever. So just cut me <laughs> off at some point. No, not a problem. So actually it, it is unfortunate time for us to, to wrap it up, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. And I know you'll be back to Loris uh, sooner rather than later. So look forward to getting Most definitely. at that point. So, but David Rogers, thank you so much again for taking time to, to chat with me and share your Loris experience. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to do so. All right. Thanks. And I also want to thank our producer extraordinaire, Trent Hanselman. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts, as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. While you're there, be sure to sign up for free email notifications and get Loris news as it happens. If you consume your podcasts or iTunes or Spotify, you can find the Duhawk Digest there, so check them out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks!